This is Megan Grady, and you're listening to the I Think It's Brave podcast. Good morning and happy ITIV Tuesday, y'all. This past week was filled with more news app notifications than I'm used to, a lot of which announced contradicting health concerns for Donald Trump, And Lord knows I was not going to be writing about that. Also, this past week, I went to New York City and felt so overwhelmed and excited to be surrounded by people in real outfits, I almost burst. I tried to write about that too, but unfortunately, I took zero photos and didn't feel like I was doing the clothes justice with my descriptions. Thus, we have the below piece, which I wrote on the Metro North train Sunday night. I was feeling melancholic, hungover, and blessed all at the same time, leading to a semi-emotional assessment of having to say goodbye during the pandemic. I hope you enjoy. I think it's brave when people are good at goodbyes. Volume 14. How are you with goodbyes? It depends for me. This weekend, I popped up and gave a quick hug to my friend Tess as I left the bar not really giving it a second thought. I'm going to see her in one short week. No need to get sappy, right? It barely even felt like a goodbye. More of a have a great rest of your Saturday. But Sunday morning, my boyfriend Aiden and I were walking around the East Village and I had a thought. When am I going to see you again? I knew better than to speak this question aloud, ruining a perfect fall morning with the inevitability of an ending. Throughout the day, as we watched the Browns advance to 3-1 and and a disheartening Giants performance, I tried to push the question from the front of my mind. I tried instead to soak up the time we had left in the oddly beautiful sunlight coming through the window of my tiny apartment. At a certain point, though, I had to ask, when am I going to see you again? We didn't have an answer. Though a seemingly small casualty, the pandemic has taken this person who I saw multiple times a week, and put him in another state. Two hours in the car on a good day compared to the previous 24-minute door-to-door walk. I can no longer just call him and ask if he's had dinner yet, if he wants to go get tacos. We will always go get tacos at Los Tacos Number 1 in Chelsea Market, just as a side note. Now we have to plan. For me, this part isn't really a huge issue. Anyone who knows me knows I am a planner with a capital P. The harder part is the forced distance. This isn't just the case with Aiden, but with all of my friends. We now have to use these pre-planned weekends as a means of getting through the weeks, sometimes months between. Answering the question, when am I going to see you again, before we even leave each other, makes the space between all the more palatable. The pandemic has taken a lot from us. Just the other day, my friend said that she missed out on an entire year living in the same city with her brother, who is now moving to a different time zone. It doesn't feel fair, she said, and I wholeheartedly agree. I do not have many complaints about being home and cherish the last seven months for slowing me down. Yet I can't help but think about everything that we had missed. Everything that was seemingly stolen from right under our noses. Yearly traditions were squashed, weddings have been moved, parties canceled. 
Even the spontaneous Saturday adventure no longer exists. Though it was a summer sweet in its own way, the holes were both apparent and vast, and now it is gone completely. In a darkly funny moment the other day, my mom saw me wearing a sweatsuit I had purchased back in March when I realized we were in it for the long haul. The look on her face said it all. How is it cold enough for you to be back in that sweatsuit again? Where has the time gone? Luckily, that week's cold front was a fluke, and we are still reveling in the Indian summer sweater at the beach pre-Halloween weather, which is my ultimate favorite. But it still hit me that we have passed that much time in quarantine. Haley Nauman wrote in her newsletter this week, which is linked in my written form of this week's newsletter, quote, Right now, for however long it will last, time feels like it's passing instead of simply passing unobserved. With this statement, she details such a complex feeling in so few words. There have been weeks that passed this year without my even realizing it. Losing track of what day it was until it was Sunday again. Time to certify my unemployment claim. But then there were other weeks where I felt productive, like I was passing time wisely and with intent, where I actually pulled out my planner, which has proven to be my worst investment of 2020. This weekend was one of those weekends. We packed so many little moments into a 72-hour time period. Back in New York for the first time, it felt imperative to soak it all in. We ate breakfast at our usual spot, walked the East River, got that sweet green we've been craving, and ate it at the Union Square Park. We city biked through Soho, got drinks at Craft and Carry, dinner in the seaport. I had a lot of conversations with people about real and important things, a very nice thing to do with someone who is not a family member. It did not feel time was passing me by, but that I was passing time with all of the things that I wanted to do. What a relief from some of the nights I have counted down to when it was acceptable to finally get into my bed. So Sunday night, with a 702 train looming over my head, I got sad. I wasn't ready to say goodbye yet, to Aiden, to my apartment, to the seemingly normal weekend we had just had. It was a glimpse of what had been stolen, even though it was returned to me in different form, with masks and an unfortunate lack of dance floors. It was still good enough to feel right. It still let me walk hand in hand with the person I love, taking in the city streets with wide eyes. It still felt like there was something new to discover around every corner. Aiden reminded me that it was not goodbye, just see you later. I know he's right. With him, it's always just see you later. But it wasn't just him that I didn't have another date set with. It was the city itself. I guess it truly is in my own power to return at will. So I don't necessarily have an excuse to say that. But I honestly feel like I need to be pulled in again with cause. That way, I can get the same feeling that I had this past weekend. Passing time actively and excitedly. We have all said a lot of uncertain goodbyes this year, fleeing our own cities, not knowing when we will return, not seeing friends or family for months on end. 
We have said goodbye to a life we once knew and have ushered in a set of new guidelines, new rules that allow us to somewhat return to our lives as they had once been. Perhaps you have said goodbye to a loved one who got sick, in which case I am so sorry for your loss. That is the worst kind of goodbye, for it is certain and endless. Yet, for those who we have lost, let us continue to live actively, seizing the days, if you will. There will be days when this does not feel possible, when the world overwhelms you and the couch calls and horizontal is the only way to exist. But I hope you use the days you feel energized as an opportunity to live as fully as you can right now. To create, bake, cook, read, write, exercise, sightsee, call a friend, take a drive. Plan something to look forward to. Even the idea of a countdown seems lost these days. Looking back on moments that make you happy or made you happy, photos or videos you took for your own sake, not the sake of the internet, helps make the time between goodbyes easier. When people are good at goodbyes, it may seem apathetic or unemotional, but in reflecting upon it, it's likely that these people are just simply confident they will see you again soon enough, or they know that they won't see you again at all. (laughs) To be good at goodbyes is to know that in the space between, you will be living your life in a way you are proud of, comfortable being alone or without the person or people you had just left. It is a good mentality to have, and it allows you to avoid the sadness that can sometimes creep in after you turn to walk in separate directions home. It allows you to focus your energy on the important things, on the other little moments that make up your life. And with that, knowing I will be back in your inboxes in just a quick couple of days, I say see you later. The gif on my written newsletter this week is very cute. I suggest you check it out. But as always, be brave. Love me.